The Rule of Thumb, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. Can anything good happen when one member of the body calls it quits? The Rule of Thumb, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Behold, the complex human body, some average, some chubby, some spare, some blessed with an hourglass figure, while others are shaped like a pear. Legs may be gangly or knock-kneed, like a cowboy all bended and bowed. Faces are wrinkled with crow's feet, while feet can be called pigeon-toed. Hair may be bushy or absent. There's blue eyes and brown, gray or green. Some body parts take in the sunshine, while others stay clothed and unseen. There is cartilage and tendon and muscle, nails, bone, tissue, and scalp, noses distinctively Roman, and those that belong in the Alps. But no matter the characteristics of each individual part, they're designed to all function together and never to function apart. But... What if there should be a rebellion? What if design and synergy fail? What if one little member refused to surrender? <laughs> well, there lies an interesting tale. For the thumb nursed deep discontentment. His calluses speak louder than words. He considers the other four fingers to be shallow and vain and absurd. Index just points or he scratches and indicates he's number one. When twirled by the side of the temple, he calls people crazy or dumb. Ring is conceited and haughty, sporting his bright golden band. Well, for anything else, he's useless, the spoiled rotten brat of the hand. Pinky, <laughs> well, don't get me started. Is there any as silly as he, acting all high and pretentious when we're holding a hot cup of tea? Middle, he's nothing but trouble. Causes arguments, quarrels, and havoc. Seems the only thing he's ever good for are gestures in rush hour traffic. And what of the countless expressions that season our everyday speech? Is the hand only made up of fingers? Why, if I were the mouth, I would screech. There is finger paint, finger holds, fingerlings, fingernails, finger bowls, fingertips, finger sandwiches, sweet lady fingers, finger pointing, and yes, fingerprints. I'm tired of being second fiddle. I'm, I'm on strike until I'm seen as I should, till I'm the one wagging or pointing, and chicken is thumb-looking good. From now on, there'll be no more hitchhiking, no thumbs-up sign for good, go, or yup. Don't extend me to view a fine painting or two, and good luck picking anything up. So with that, thumb resigned from the body, just hung there as limp as a fish, if this move was a cry for attention, well, believe me, Thumb soon got his wish. For hair went uncombed and was messy, shoelaces loose and untied. It was futile to zip up a zipper, no matter how hard it was tried. The talent to hook, snug, or fasten, button, snap, tie, clasp, or cinch were suddenly rendered inactive, along with squeeze, grasp, pull, and pinch. 
Without thumb, it now made a toothbrush as useless as knife, fork, and spoon. There was no folding a map or tipping a cap and forget blowing up a balloon. It was time for emergency measures, for the body to take up the question of what could be done to placate the thumb and thus end this one-digit secession. There was surely no end of ideas put forward as options to do. The problem was each body member saw things from their own point of view. The eyes recommended a movie. The feet said, let's go for a walk. The nose thought the answers was flowers, and the ears cried, Beethoven or Bach. A massage was suggested by shoulders. The mouth called for anything sweet. The stomach endorsed that idea. I agree, let's get something to eat. The lungs thought fresh air the idea. That was okay with the liver and spine. But as quick as you please, both the hips and the knees said, that's out, we don't want to climb. The neck felt a keen twinge of tension. The nerves were beginning to fray. The body was ceasing to function with the anatomy in disarray. And just when it seemed the whole system was headed for certain collapse, another part spoke with distinction. May I make a comment, perhaps? The talk was immediately silenced to hear what was soon to impart, for all could detect the awe and respect. For this voice was the voice of the heart. It seems that our brother is troubled by a sense he's not honored or seen. He feels raw and taken advantage, an unrecognized cog in a machine. We all know the truth in this matter. It's as plain as the nose on our face. We simply must offer each other appreciation, and kindness, and grace. Our friend Thumb has shown us the issue, and I truly believe we should heed him. No flowers or movie or candy. Simply love him and show that we need him. Besides, to be frank, clear, and honest, and know that I speak from the heart, if we don't all soon function together, we surely shall perish apart. And with that, the whole body was silent. They had now heard the truth, and they knew every member deserves recognition, no matter the job that they do. In fact, it would seem very likely that the quiet, unassuming, the small, may be in the makers designing the most deserving of honor of all. They resolved to heed Hart's admonitions and voted to keep every word. But before they could carry the motion, a humble, contrite voice was heard. I'm sorry, you guys, for the trouble. I, I know I've been selfish and rude. I didn't consider the body. I let ego and pride here intrude. I know what the heart had to tell you, and I know every comment is true. I demanded respect in your honor, but I never gave it to you. As Thumb spoke to make restitution, he felt encouragement come from the heart. I promise I'll try to do better if you'll just offer me a new start. Well, the whole body erupts in rejoicing. Celebration cannot be denied. The hands lifted in exultation as thumb goes along for the ride. The fingers and thumb reconciling is the highlighted part of the day. And when again they are one, the index and thumb make a circle, the sign for okay. And later there's washing and combing, then picking up spoon, fork, and knife. They all eat a ravenous dinner, much to the stomach's delight. With their unity cherished and strengthened and with love and respect as the tether, they promise to not go asunder, for they know they're much stronger together. 
So as peace settles over the body, and our quaint little tale is now done, the moral of the story, to God be the glory, may that be our own rule of thumb. One of the most common ways I know to drive ourselves to discontentment is to evaluate and judge our circumstances by comparing them to another's. It not only can disable us with resentment and jealousy, it can derail our effectiveness and the effectiveness of any group we may be part of. There is great freedom in finding our value and contentment in simply being who God created us to be. And in doing so, allowing ourselves to live fully into our role in the body of Christ. The Bible tells us we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Not just as individuals, but also as people who He fits together with others to form a fully functioning body. So, can we honor God by doing our part and celebrate and honor others who do their part? That's what I call bodybuilding. <laughs>